0: All right, folks, get ready to cast your vote yet again. Early voting kicks off today for the city of Charlotte elections, and it might feel a little strange for folks to vote right now since we're in the middle of summer. We usually vote, you know, in the spring or yeah. in the fall.
1: But coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to connect the dots on the change. But first, of course, we got to send it over to Larry Sprinkle and talk about that hot forecast, Larry. No doubt,
2: Another day where the heat is on. In fact, weather a weather aware day again. The second day in a row that we have seen this potential for very. High temperatures out there. We have heat advisory in effect for the Charlotte metro area from Charlotte to Statesville to Hickory, over to Gastonia, Concord, Albemarle, Clover, Pineville, all the way out towards uh, areas in the Sandhills. South of here, once you get into the Palmetto State, this is a heat warning. This is in effect for Lancaster County, Chesterfield County, includes the town of Chesterfield, all the way to Tradesville, up to Paisland, then weck into uh, areas around Waxhaw. And that's in effect from 11 AM to 7 PM today. So it's a little bit earlier than the advisory that we have. Futurecast Radar really as we get towards the afternoon, it's more of the same. Storms start to develop uh, late afternoon today. 5 o'clock storms from Taylorsville all the way to Shelby into the upstate of South Carolina. Tracking across the Charlotte metro area between about, I would say between about 7 and 10 tonight, we can see some storms out there as well. So be aware of that. We're going to be at least in the mid, maybe even upper 90s again today with heated X temperatures right around 107 degrees. Storm chance really from uh, say about 3 o'clock all the way into the evening.
1: Well, this morning, Charlotte residents continue to process the massive police chase that lasted for a few hours and ended up spanning both Carolinas. Take a look at the path the suspect took yesterday leading police for two hours stealing multiple vehicles before finally ending in a violent crash in South End. So there's a lot to unpack this morning and wake up Charlotte's Richard Devane joins us live now with the very latest Richard.
3: Yeah, good morning, Sarah. Good Thursday morning, all. Like you said, it ended right here. But before it did, that suspect took police on a wild chase that went through both North and South Carolina, as you said, putting thousands of people's lives in jeopardy as he zigzagged across the roads. This was the end of a wild police pursuit, something like a scene in a movie.
4: He was really driving crazy, so we watched him through Valentine, Carmel Road.
3: And all the man accused of stealing four cars throughout the city. As Snoopy, the police helicopter, followed from above. All while the suspects sped in and out of traffic on sidewalks, across medians, and against traffic at some points. Crashing into one car, then stealing another as the driver was checking on people in that wreck.
4: Around to the passenger side of the car, the door was open and I turned and as I turn, I see my car moving and I thought, did I put it in park? And it just, I was like, wow, it's making a perfect turn. It's gonna hit the cop cars. Like, how, did, how could a car do that? And then I realized oh, somebody's in my car.
3: The pursuit ended after the suspect crashed a fourth vehicle at the intersection of South and East Boulevard. Police Chief Johnny Jennings says that his department decided to follow from above, not giving chase on the ground until he stole that last vehicle because of its chase pursuit policy. The Only reason that started it, the pursuit started at that point is because we felt like there was a ch- possibility that someone was still in that vehicle and that someone was in danger and kidnapped at that point. Yeah, that policy just changed last April. As for that suspect, he's been taken to the hospital for evaluation as well as making sure that he's healthy enough. And then he'll face a number of charges, including, uh, of course, auto theft. This all started as a burglary of a home. For now, right here in the South End, Richard Devane for Wake Up Charlotte. Turning to more of today's top
0: stories. In your morning rush, North Carolina's governor moving to protect abortion rights as surrounding states move to restrict them.
4: Good morning, I'm Tradicia Woodard. Governor Roy Cooper signed an executive order protecting abortion rights in the state. Now as Governor Cooper moves to protect abortion access in North Carolina, including for travelers, out of the state, South Carolina leaders will meet today to consider even tougher abortion laws. Governor McMaster says he supports an abortion ban without exceptions. And with children being aborted throughout the country, there is no time to wait.
1: Gastonia police have announced a plea agreement in their controversial arrest of a veteran. Police arrested Joshua Warrior last October on charges of illegally begging for money and resisting arrest. During the arrest, witnesses say police officers used a taser on Warriors service dog. Now the district attorney's office says all charges related to the arrest are dismissed despite a grand jury reviewing the charges twice and finding probable cause to support the charges. A judge sentenced Royer to a 24 month probationary term in exchange for a guilty plea on an unrelated charge.
0: The reported number of COVID-19 cases here in North Carolina ticking up 5% last week. While reported cases are well below the beginning of the year, the overall number is still less reliable. That's because fewer people are testing and even fewer are reporting the results to the state. North Carolina wastewater testing shows the number of particles detected in the state's wastewater increased around 4% this week.
1: The man accused of killing seven people at a 4th of July parade has confessed in detail to the shooting. Robert Cremo III made his first court appearance yesterday on seven counts of first degree murder. Police say in his confession, he revealed he had considered a second attack in Wisconsin, but not enough planning was done to carry it out. A judge ordered Cremo to be held without bail. He's due back in court at the end of July.
0: Attorneys for Senator Lindsey Graham say he'll fight a subpoena to testify in a Georgia elections case. A grand jury in Georgia investigating possible criminal interference in the 2020 presidential election wants to hear from Graham. He allegedly had a call with a top Georgia election official about rejecting certain absentee ballots. Graham denies any attempt to change any votes. And that is it for your Morning Rush. All
4: right, let's switch gears and talk about sports because right now trending for the Carolina Panthers for Charlotte the Queen City all in all new face for the Carolina Panthers that's Baker Mayfield former QB for the Cleveland Browns he was the first round pick 2018 now he is set to play for the Panthers pending pending a physical so the Carolina Panthers they traded Baker for a 2024 fifth round pick he is going to take a pay cut this is his final year of his rookie contract and he's going to take a 3.5 million pay cut off of his salary for this salary for this trade for the Carolina Panthers, but he could get that back in incentives. A lot of people chiming in on social media about this situation. Uh, Tory Smith, former Carolina Panther, saying I like Baker in Carolina. Another person saying what about Quarrel? What does that mean for him? Others are saying I think that's an upgrade over Sam and not much was lost in the trade. Welcome to the Panthers. Baker Mayfield, so we want to ask you this morning. What are your thoughts? This is the third time we are seeing a new core, a new quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. So hashtag up CLT or Texas 704-329-3600. Ben and Sarah we play uh, the Carolina Panthers play the Browns September the 11th so you know it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen on the field. Will it be Darnold, QB one? Will we see Baker Mayfield? What's
1: going to happen? Yeah, a lot of people talking about this, and we have like a Larry. Come on, join the conversation. A- there you go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: think. had no idea.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's exciting. I'm glad to see it. Uh, he is, uh, you know, a decent quarterback, and I think I think he's the kind of guy that can take you to the
0: playoffs, and that's what we need. He's done it before. Time to connect the dots. When we make the news, makes sense. Early voting starts today in Charlotte. You have two weeks to decide who leads the city in the delayed, oddly timed general election. It might feel a little weird voting in July. Let's connect the dots. City of Charlotte elections usually happen in the spring or fall, and usually they're in odd numbered years. This year, things are all out of whack. Delayed census numbers pushed back last year's city races, so the primary was held in May, and the general election is happening right now. This election will decide who leads Charlotte. Mayor Vi Lyles is running for re-election, and a number of familiar faces are running for city council. And because the election was pushed back a year, winners will have shorter terms, serving little more than a year. That means we get to do this all over again next year when voters head back to the polls in November 2023. And that is Connecting the Dots.